Hey there, Starseed! Do you know that you don't have to settle for the mediocre? Yeah, that's right. You deserve only the best, the awesome, and the incredible. I'm your host, Katarina, and this is Wake Up and Unfold. Wake Up and Unfold is about awakening and elevating your life through self awareness. We're here to help you lose yourself, let go of what doesn't serve you so you can be finally free to create happiness, abundance, and fulfillment in your life. Consider this podcast your weekly dose of self-awareness development and me as a friend that really cares about you. So, are you ready for today's wisdom? All right then, take a deep breath and let's begin. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to Wake Up and Unfold. It is already September and I can't believe the year is almost over. I'm here like still trying to process 2020 and soon is going to be 2022. Wow. I don't know. I feel like time keeps flying faster and faster every year. Anyways, guys, last week I talked about the importance of self-awareness and manifestation. And for this episode, I really want to dive deep into the more practical side of things and basically show you what it looks like to manifest with self-awareness. This is actually something that I have been practicing for quite a while, and it has promoted a lot of improvement in my life, but I'll dive deep into how exactly in a bit. There's a lot of logic in this concept that I'm going to explain today. So even if you are a little skeptical about manifestation and law of attraction, you can still benefit greatly from this. Right. And this is also a very personal approach, hands on manifestation, like you are making it happen with the support of the universe's wisdom. However, for some of you, what I'm about to say here in this episode might sound very familiar, but remember that sometimes just a small perspective shift, it's all that's needed for a great epiphany to happen. Okay. So the story I chose today is about my own struggle with my weight and my body image. Uh, oh boy, we're talking about this. So I never really struggled with weight gain up until a few years ago, but I also was never skinny. So it was like not, not a struggle. You know what I mean? I'd say that I constantly had to watch my diet ever since I was a teenager to be able to keep my current weight and body image that satisfied me. And just to add a little bit of context here, anxiety has always, I mean, always been present in my life. And as I got older and faced all the various life challenges, anxiety just kept increasing until I really started to pay attention to it, which didn't happen for a while. In fact, if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, you know that I am a survivor of relationship abuse. But if you're new here, no need to listen to previous episodes uh, as I'll include the most relevant parts here, okay? Because it really uh, relates to this episode. All right, so let's talk about that first. Towards the end of 2016, I'd say, until mid-2018, I was in what you would call a toxic relationship. And all the emotional and psychological abuse took a toll on my anxiety and made me like extremely depressed. But thankfully, with the help of my therapist at the time, I was able to leave the relationship before anything more tragic happened to me. And by the way, guys, I am extremely grateful 
for being strong enough to leave the relationship at the time. This is like something that's one of the most, one of the hardest things to do when you are in an abusive relationship. Very thankful for that. But I can't deny that some damage had already been done to my mental health by the time that I left. Because of all of the manipulation and gaslighting I had endured, I lost almost all my friends. Some of my best friends turned their backs on me. And as it happens in many abusive relationships, um, not a lot of people believed me. Not a lot of people believed that what I was saying was the truth. This was a time when I felt really alone. I felt betrayed, but this didn't happen all at once. Like I knew people were going to take sides once I had decided to leave. But I didn't find out about my friends, like my best friends, until way later. And I feel like that's what made it hurt more. Because afterwards, I realized that all this time, there was like lies being covered, you know? And so I felt like really stupid. All of a sudden, I felt really alone and unjustified. I certainly did not deserve what I had just gone through. And certainly didn't deserve the betrayal. Like, I have been always a good friend, and I've always cared a lot about my friends. I have always been loyal. So, to me, it was just a really sh big shock. Like, I didn't understand why that was happening to me. All of that, all at once. So, I can say that the person who saved me from myself in that moment was my therapist. And to help with my recovery, I continued going to therapy and At one point, I even agreed to starting a medication treatment until at least I was back on my feet again. And that's all good, right? But the problem here was that every and all overwhelming emotions were associated with an unhealthy dynamic in my life due to the roller coaster type of relationship that I was in. It was something really intense that happened in a very short period of time. So it really conditioned my mind through this traumatic experience, right? Hence the PTSD I gained from it. So it became really difficult for me to deal with overwhelming emotions, with like overwhelming happiness, sadness, excitement, anything. Whenever I felt super uh, happy, I was afraid of the next downfall, I don't even know if this is the actual word, that right word that I'm trying to use, but you get the idea. And the same thing like with the opposite. Whenever I felt really, really sad, I was really craving that the, those highs, you know? So this whole dynamics happening a lot in a very short period of time really conditioned my mind to operate in fear for a very long time. That eventually led me to unconsciously develop a coping mechanism to help me through these emotions. And guess what that was? That was the whatever my body, my mind chose at the moment. And I'm glad it wasn't something worse than that. But if you guessed binge eating or emotional eating, you're a psychic. Releasing that dopamine was what I needed. Like that fake happiness to fill the gaps, you know. We can all agree that food does its magic really well here. Well, needless to say, a few months in, my body felt the consequences. And one day, like that's literally how it happened, guys. One day, I had to wait myself for something that I can't even remember now. I think I was going 
somewhere and I was trying to see if my suitcase was heavy. I don't know. It was something like that. You know, when you like weigh yourself and then you grab the suitcase and weigh yourself with the suitcase because you don't have like a suitcase uh, scale. So that was kind of what I did. Yeah, I remember now. And the scale said I was 35 pounds heavier. It had only been six months. Just like that. And I'm like so shocked because I'm a five feet tall woman. 35 pounds makes a whole difference. And I hadn't even realized that. And just like that, I had gained 35 pounds. So I felt shocked. And then ever since that day, which was like towards the beginning of 2019, I have been trying to lose weight. And similar to... Maria's story from last week's episode, if you listen to it, I knew exactly what I needed to do. I knew that I needed to stop binge eating. I knew I needed to exercise more often. I knew all of that, but it all felt so difficult for me. Like I felt so out of control, especially because this whole thing made me feel even more anxious because I wasn't planning on gaining weight. And the lack of control made me feel more anxious, which made me feel more out of control. And it became like a whole snowball, all craziness. So I've tried many diets, many workout styles, but the lack of motivation never really went away. And like I always mentioned, things in my life didn't really change until we were forced to isolate ourselves for an entire year and a half almost. So there was a lot of introspection during COVID, okay? 2020 was the year I really dove deep into myself and began to become more aware of myself and my habits, personality, etc. But still no epiphanies until a few months ago when I was listening to Catherine Zinkina's podcast where she was sharing her concept um, of making manifest lists instead of to-do lists which was basically changing your perspective from I have to do this task to I will manifest this. And I meditated on that concept for a couple of weeks. And then that thought spiraled into a whole new epiphany for me. I then had the idea of instead of keep trying to manifest my weight loss through law of attraction and meditation, I had the idea to instead break down the steps I would need in order to lose weight, right? The steps I would take from a logical standpoint. So identify what my weaknesses were and what skills I needed to develop to overcome them. And then instead of manifesting the weight loss, I'll be manifesting the skills that would lead me to the weight loss. Now, here's an important side note. I am a specific manifester according to my human design. So breaking things down like this excites me because it makes me see things more clearly and makes me feel like I am doing everything that I can possibly do to achieve my goals. And that makes me believe the process a lot more than if I just decide on a goal. Now, if you are a non-specific manifester, maybe you would benefit more from choosing a different approach here. And that's where self-awareness comes in. I was able to observe what made me feel excited and added a personal touch to my manifestation that worked for me. Because that's what it's all about, guys. It's all about following your joy and your excitement. This is all energy work here, okay? 
And what that looked like for me in practice was firstly, becoming aware of my eating disorder and then seeking professional help. I now have someone who I work with who helps me build the skills for a healthy and mindful eating dynamic and also deal with feelings like guilt, for example. And the whole work is through awareness. I have a journal where I register my thoughts every time I eat, before I eat, before I make a decision when it comes to food. And that, no joke, guys, no joke. That helped me find out so much about my eating habits, my mental health, my emotions, and myself in general. My notes are followed by my dietitian, who is constantly supporting me to unlearn these bad habits that were keeping me from achieving the ultimate goal of losing weight and get healthier, and at the same time as creating space for new habits, better habits, that are going to support my goal. And for every skill that I learn or a new challenge I face, I now use the approach, I am manifesting this instead of, oh, I have to do this or I have to change this. And let me tell you, energetically, that makes the whole difference. The second thing was to bring up to my therapist about how these traumatic events in my life have been impacting my physical health so that we can work on these things. I've also been using self-improvement tools like journaling, meditation practice, and becoming more intentional with how I use my time. And that might not have a direct impact on my eating habits, but it certainly does impact my overall well-being and stress levels. And my stress levels are directly connected with the emotional eating. So what I'm basically doing is setting the stage for success here in a way that feels effortless to me. The third thing was to work on improving my sleep, which I believe deserves a whole entire episode of its own because this episode is getting too long here. And mindset-wise, I am a generator, talking about human design again. So I want things to happen now and fast, and I want to be hands-on. So I really had to sit with the idea that great changes require great effort, even if the effort required here is just patience and trust, which is the biggest challenge for me. So to summarize here, I'm learning to set the bar lower than I used to and also to love and accept myself. Sometimes we are so hard on ourselves and don't really give ourselves the credit that we deserve. So for you who's listening to this right now, here's a reminder that you're doing better than you think, okay? That's why you're listening to this episode. Take some time today to do things that are loving to you and that are joyful to you, okay? So yeah, all that I described here is how self-awareness can be a tremendous help, if not crucial, for your personal development in general. So now that you know how important self-awareness is in your manifestation, let me tell you the results of my self-aware manifestation. All right, ever since adopting this technique, or I don't even know if I would call it technique, it's just the way I do it, I feel a lot more in control of what I eat. And even when I'm at a restaurant or people near me are eating something that I would have labeled as bad in the past, I feel a lot more in control. Like I know that I can make a decision and my body and my emotions are not controlling me. 
I also no longer feel the need to restrict myself. So with that, whenever I'm stressed, I don't feel the urge to binge anymore because I'm not restricting myself. There is no that connection with um, an unpleasant moment or an overwhelming emotion with let me stuff my face with donuts right now because since I'm feeling bad, I might as well do something bad here. This doesn't exist anymore because I allow myself to have anything that I want anytime that I want. So whenever I feel overwhelmed, instead of punishing myself with food, because I know that I'm going to feel bad if I stuff myself with donuts, I do something loving to myself to help ease that emotion, to help process that emotion a little bit better. So because of that, I no longer feel guilty after eating a piece of chocolate. Yay! So I'm making a lot more healthy choices too. More often than ever before, not by pressure or anything, it's just happening naturally. And I don't know, there's no pressure. I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I have to make healthy choices here because I have to restrict and I have to be healthy. No, it's like it's happening naturally. And it's so great because it feels like I'm doing because I can, because I want to. So the feeling is a lot better. And finally, da 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 da. I am slowly but consistently trimming down, which surprisingly, it's not the end goal anymore. I am a lot more interested in how my relationship with food is going other than how my weight and body image looks. And I think it's because I am feeling so much better when it comes to eating that there is no guilt And when there is no guilt, there's not like that shame when I look in the mirror. You know, I know that I'm loving myself. I know that what I'm doing is healthy for my future. And I know that I will slowly but surely achieve the end results that I want. And all of that, I know it's easier said than done. The real secret here is not to figure out what you need to do. That's easy. The secret is to find out how you can stay accountable and committed to yourself so you don't self-sabotage. But that can only be done through self-awareness because only you know the deepest and darkest answers for what you're going through right now. It might not seem like that at first. It might seem like you have no idea what's going on. But if you hold space for your inner voice to speak to you every single day, by, say, journaling, talking to yourself in the mirror, recording a voice memo, talking about this. Whatever makes the brain juice flow, I guarantee you'll start learning things about yourself you've never realized before. And when you do this enough times, you get to a point where you not only have a deep knowledge and understanding about yourself and how you operate so that you can achieve anything that you want is like you are figuring out the blueprint of yourself, but you also start understanding other people, which can be really helpful, right? You understand them in a way that they don't even understand themselves, and that's freedom. But that's a whole nother rabbit hole that I don't want to get into that right now. So let's just end this episode here, okay? 
I'm curious to know if this all makes sense to you. Did you have any epiphanies or clarity moments while listening to this podcast? If yes, let us know by sharing this episode on your social media and tag me at the Katarina page. That's T-H-E-C-A-T-A-R-I-N-A-P-A-G-E. All of this is going to be in the show notes. You can tag me on Instagram or TikTok, whatever you prefer. I am really curious to have some feedback here, guys. I don't want this podcast to be just a one-way conversation, so please talk to me. Either way, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I appreciate you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. You just listened to Wake Up and Unfold. If you have enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share your love and appreciation by leaving us a review on iTunes. And if you're craving more, come hang out with me on TikTok where I share more actionable tips about everything that we talk about here and more exclusive content. I appreciate you guys so much and can't wait to hear from you. Sending you lots of love and light and I'll see you next week. Bye.